Let's kidnap our own people and poke them with things and make them go on LSD trips all the time. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshit. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch, we talk about how the government is trying to control your mind. We talk about the mystery and ongoing mystery of Fen's treasure. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we're talking about how there's a very special piece of artwork that might pique the interest of all of our Disney fans. Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting Crash on My Couch. Receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code CRASH30. That's C-R-A-S-H-3-0. CRASH30. Remember, go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code CRASH30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Thanks, HelloFresh. We're recording. Welcome back to Crash on My Couch, guys. Hello. Hello. How you doing this week, Will? I am doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. We're recording this again at 6.30 in the morning because we're those crazy kids. And I've been on shoot for the last couple weeks, so... We're making it work. We're making it work. We could do these over the weekend, but then... How? Where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in that? Where's the anxiety in that? What, how are we supposed to be anxious about everything we do if we give ourselves proper time to do it? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I just I work under a good amount of stress 95% of the time, so... That's necessary. Yes. Um, but holler at you guys. Thanks for thanks for keeping on listening. It's great to see you guys on Twitter and Instagram, voicing your opinions, getting excited for the podcast. Last week, our podcast came out a day late because I was on shoot. Similar story. Um, but I saw people on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw people, but I saw people being like, where's the episode of Crash My Couch? Why haven't you guys uploaded the episode oh, really? yet? Yeah. And I was like, oh, you guys... Thanks for caring. Thanks for wanting to hear our voices in your ear holes. It's really sweet of you. Um, but this week we are doing it on time. What up, Tuesday? What up, Tuesday? <laughs> hey. Uh, and a little update for me. I'm going to actually have a YouTube video up this week. <laughs> yes. I'm actually going to do it. Are you... I might have one up as well. Really? Okay, what, what would be the... Can you imagine? This has started to happen, though. The world would implode. It would die. Yeah. I mean, it started... Like, last time we uploaded together... We did upload together. That didn't make sense. Last time we both uploaded, we yes, uploaded together. That was like three and a half weeks ago. Oh, God. Has it been that long? Yes. Oh, God. I really got to upload a video. Well, I mean, it's normal occurrence to me. <laughs> you take your time. And that's fine. I just do a lot of beauty-related stuff, which is a lot easier to film. So I don't really have as much of an excuse. Um, but this week we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We have an update for you guys, which I'm very excited about. A crazy update. Mm-hmm, <clears throat> which is going to be interesting. We have a conspiracy camp that I'm really excited about because it's something that we haven't talked about in all, ever, but it's something that we kind of discussed a little bit. Ooh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Have you heard of Project M- MK Ultra? No. You're about to. Okay. And um, we've also got some interesting stuff revolving around Disney. I know we've done a Disney conspiracy camp, but... We just love Disney. We just love Disney stuff. Sorry. <laughs> it's like the most fun to talk about. And also, we're jazzed to maybe go to Disneyland sometime in the next couple weeks. Yeah, Sunday. 
Woo! Oh, are we going Sunday? Maybe we will. Oh my gosh. That would be so fun. Um, but either way, I think we should get right into one of our first topics. What do you want to talk about first, babe? So the first thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. and it's an update. Ooh. Something we've spoken about previously. Uh-huh. And it is about treasure hunting. Woo-woo! So we going on a treasure hunt? Yar! Let's, Let's go, go on, on a, a treasure hunt! hunt. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, me and Arden were talking about this thing called the Fen Treasure. Yes, which was our first treasure-related podcast segment. Yeah. I don't know if we made another one. No. Oh. Have we made another treasure hunting one I think we one have yet? once, but I'm not really sure. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it was our first and most exciting one because it was about a treasure in, in North America. Yep. That seemed like it was fairly accessible. Modern day. Modern yeah. day. Seemed like we would potentially go and try to find it. Yep. And as a recap, this guy called Forrest Fenn basically um, hid uh, $2 million worth of treasure in the Rocky Mountains. We don't know where it is, but we know it's in the Rocky Mountains. Love. It's apparently a big chest full of gold coins and priceless things worth up to $2 million. Craziness. Boom. So, hasn't been found. People are trying to find it. So far, they estimate that 65,000 people have been trying to find it. Wow. And people have had no luck. It would be amazing if he was just trolling people. What if he was was just trolling? Yeah, just, just completely making it up. I would be really mad if he was just making this up. No, I don't like, think so. Because his argument for it is that he wanted to get people off their couches and doing something active. Outside. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of his standpoint. I don't think he would lie. He's not a liar. No. So we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. But this week there's been an update, which is that a second man in Colorado has died trying to find the better oh treasure. Oh my gosh. Okay, so just a heads up, there was one person that has already died. I think he died of heat exhaustion or something because it's so hot up in there. But there was already one guy that died. Now there's two. And this guy, Forrest, really just wanted... He literally specifies, I really wanted kids and families to be able to go out and run around in the woods. Yeah, I, I don't know where they're looking. This guy, Paris Wallace was his name, um, went out about a week ago to try and find this thing and then they just found his body. What do you think happened to him? Do we know? It doesn't say. I've been trying to search it. And what what website are you reading this article from? So this is on the NY Times. This is just a kind of a general article about it. Mm. So if you guys want to check that out, you can. It's weird because he, like Forrest, has said like many a times that he thinks that like it's accessible to most people. Like a kid could find and it. And he said that like... He makes it sound like it's something that you could find. Like you could, you won't be able to stumble across it. But if you took the time to look for it, you'd be able to find it even as someone who wasn't super athletic. Yeah, so he has said in the past, he recently specified that it's not in an area that an 80-year-old would find difficult to gain access to. See, that's the thing that baffles me, is like, this dude was like in his 80s, or at least his 70s, when he buried this treasure. So it's not like it's on some crazy ledge that you have to rock climb onto unless we are no i think he said before there's like a little bit of like a hike yeah hike like a mile climb but it's nothing like treacherous it's just kind of a thing you have to do and he said it wasn't like you know it wasn't impossible it's not like it's on top of a mountain no which is the really crazy thing because it's like anybody can get to this thing 
Because he made it deliberately that way, mm. so his so a father and son could could do it together and go and that's really cute. Find it. Maybe he just made it wait. Maybe he's too smart for everyone, and his idea of like a father and son get together is like some arduous trip through the like, desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To it's, like find this treasure. It's actually like on the peak of like the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, it's ti- it's like tipping. Like the giant chest is just right on the absolute peak inside a cave, and then you have to know like. Um, a secret past. Ancient Hebrew. Yep. To, to get into mm-hmm. it. And then once you open it, an evil spirit comes out and fights you for not only the gold, but also yeah. your soul. And then there's like, like a vast chasm where you have to just kind of walk across it. Ooh, it's like a trust fall. Yeah. But it's, what, what is that called? Um, it's an Indiana Jones. It's an Indiana Jones. It's, I want to say and it's not end, trust fall. You did the Holy Grail thing. Yes, and then someone's face melts off, yeah. obviously. Obviously. So just Indiana Jones, basically. Could happen. Could could happen. Could happen. We're not saying it wouldn't happen. T- TBH, though, if I was going to hire treasure, you'd put it in a cave like that uh-huh. and pay, like, however much money it would be to do that. But then I you would... might kill someone. Could I, like, so. could I do a thing? Because I remember this, I sort of remember this in Indiana Jones. Wasn't there a guy who was, like, protecting the, I want to say the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> The, the chalice or whatever that they were, weren't supposed to drink out of. The uh, Holy Grail. Yeah, the Holy Grail. What? Was I, did I just call it the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. Not the whole, I'm I, so out of it this morning. What? What's happening? Oh my gosh. So sorry, guys. Technical difficulties in my brain. Um, the Holy Grail. So there's that guy who's like, my family for generations has protected the Holy Grail. Or he has, like, immortality, so he's been protecting it for, like, centuries. Yeah, the Knights of the Templar. Yeah. So that. Um, how does one go about hiring someone like that to protect your treasure? You know what I mean? Like, hey, can you dedicate your entire genealogy to protecting this one treasure for me? Well, like, it is, like, you're talking about the Holy Grail. You're talking about, like... One of the most mystical items in the planet. But like, I want the exact this same is not just situation. Like, this is not just any cup. It's not like a plastic IKEA cup. <laughs> really? No. Like, that IKEA guy makes is in, a like, pretty mean cup. He's been there for like thousands of years. How do I get one for Ben's treasure then? Well, or Arden's treasure. For that maybe matter. we find it and we become those people. <gasps> like, what do you want? What? What do you want? Oh my god! Like, fucking god bless. That's me. what we should do for a that's a job segment. Is us just being. Treasure Pink. goblins. Treasure trolls. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. I would love to be a treasure troll. Like, get all gnarly and start growing all these... Nah, what do you want? What, what do you want? want? Start getting, like, really bad, like, scoliosis and, like, get gnarly, like, like gnarly. moles everywhere and start growing hair out of, like, everywhere. That's my ideal. Yeah. Hot, sexy Fuck trolls. Fuck your beauty standards. Yeah. Love me as I am. All my troll self. Well, good. We just did that. <laughs> so, yay. In case you guys are wondering, our new jobs coming up, we are going to be trolls. That's it. I mean, we already are kind of trolls. It's kind of our... I mean, you are. What? 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 Huh? Huh? I'm trolling on you all the time. Yes. Making you trip up and do dumb stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what's up, dummy? Trolled. You dumb been trolled. <laughs> you never do that. Yeah, I do. You're acting like you're some like notorious prankster that leaves like, whoopee cushions like on the sofa. You, you haven't found them yet, so... That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Better get used to it. I'm going to get trolled quite a bit. 
So next up, we have to give a little shout out to our sponsor, HelloFresh.com. What up, HelloFresh? HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions. The recipes are set up so that anyone can make a delicious and nutritious home-cooked meal in 30 minutes, whether you usually cook for yourself or are not so comfortable making home-cooked meals. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste and everything is delivered to your doorstep in a recyclable, insulated box. Also, pretty dope, they just introduced light spring meals and breakfast options, which is pretty cool, and it's less than $10 per meal. So, that being said, we've teamed up with HelloFresh, and they are offering everyone in our audience $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the code CRASH30. As you guys know, I am veggie, borderline trying to do that vegan thing, and it's really hard to find things that um, you can eat on a budget that are fun to cook in your kitchen. Um, And what's great is HelloFresh.com also has a veggie option. You can also do a meat option if you want. Um, But recently we tried out the zesty crusted catfish. Yes, girl. Because I do eat fish sometimes, and I love catfish because I'm from Arkansas. So, like, that southern twang is really important to me. And the one thing I really, really liked about this dish in particular was that it was very simple. There were only, like, seven ingredients, and most of them were, like, herbs and spices. Like, very simple, very easy to do, easy instructions to follow, and delicious, which is great. And incredibly filling. Like, especially living in L.A., there's so many expensive restaurants around us that end up costing us so much money. But considering that each meal is less than $10, that's unheard of for me. And I love it so much. Also, it came with a really schnazzy little apron, which is really cute. Did you notice that? That's cool. I know. It comes with a cute little apron, so you can be like a real official-ass official chef up in your kitchen, which is really, really cool. I think this is such a great option for any millennials, I'll use that word, millennials, who are trying to figure it out and doing the whole almost adulting thing, where they're coming into a new place and they're like, I don't know how to cook things, but I don't want to spend crazy amounts of money on groceries that are just going to go to waste, or restaurants that are too expensive. HelloFresh is a great in-between of that. You get restaurant-quality meals, but you get to cook them at home, which is dope. So that's HelloFresh.com, and use the code CRASH30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Yay! Um, on a different subject, I have a different sort of trolling that we can talk about. Tell me. Nice segue. Yeah, right? Mind trolling. Mind trolling. By the CIA. By the CIA. And by mind trolling, I'm saying trolling as in short for controlling. Mind controlling CIA. That sounds like a conspiracy. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's time to go to... Conspiracy Camp. Yeah, good. Thank you for helping me out with that segue, babe. Yes. I actually thought I was doing a pretty good job. Troll, trolling, control, mind control, Project MK Ultra. you know, that whole thing. Sure. Um, So this is something that actually was a conspiracy, but ended up being proven. That's... Terrifying. This is where... All of our conspiracy theories that were like, oh no, should we believe this? Oh no, it sounds pretty outlandish. This is where like I'm like, no, the government, the the government, the government, the government has involved itself in our lives previously without us knowing it, 
and has gotten away with it until later years. Tell me. So I'm like, me. honey, how much other stuff are they getting away with? Okay, we'll get to that later. But here we go. This is MKUltra. So Project MKUltra, sometimes referred to as the CIA's Mind Control Program, is the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects at times illegal, designed and undertaken by the United States Central Intelligence Agency. This is a real thing. Experiments on humans were intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations and torture in order to weaken the individual to force confessions through mind control. Good. Yep. Organized through the Scientific Intelligence Division of the CIA, the project coordinated with the Special Operations Division of the U.S. Army's Chemical Corps. So basically, brass tacks, the United States, this was during, so this, this started in the early 50s. And it was kind of reduced mid-60s and just stopped entirely kind of mid-70s. But that's about 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, that's a long time. Of, of experiments, and therapies, mind control. mind control, all of this related to Cold War era stuff, trying to figure out if you can capture a spy and mind control them and send them back, all of that. But what's fun about this is that, well, not fun. They tortured a lot of people, I think. But they did also do tons of... Chemical experiments that included LSD. Right. I heard so this about is this. yeah, this is where LSD kind of got a big name. Mm. This is like LSD is very related to the Project MKUltra. Um, P.S. This is all on Wikipedia. This is like a very well known conspiracy theory. So if you look it up, you can find like a million articles about it. But Wikipedia does a pretty good job of breaking it all down. Wiki, 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 wiki. So, the program engaged in many illegal activities, including the use of unwitting U.S. and Canadian citizens as its test subjects, which led to controversy regarding its legitimacy. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe you can't steal people and then experiment on them as a government. Maybe that's a bit, like, dictator-esque? Maybe you can't do that? I don't know. They're like... Oh, we got to stop the Ruskies. We got to stop the Russians. They're coming in hot. And they're like, what are we going to do? Let's uh, kidnap a bunch of innocent people. Let's kidnap our own people and poke them with things and make them go on LSD trips all the time. Um, so, MP Ultra used numerous methodologies to manipulate people's mental states and alter brain functions, including the surreptitious administration of drugs, especially LSD and other chemicals hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, and verbal abuse, as well as other forms of psychological torture. This sounds like my worst nightmare. Like, I think it sounds like anybody's worst nightmare. This is the wor- Like, I would rather just be strung up than, like, have to do all of this. It, the thing is, it was big, though. The scope of Project MKUltra was broad, with research undertaken at 80 institutions, including 44 colleges and universities. A lot of the people that they were experimenting on were college students. It's crazy because you don't really know what conclusion they came to. Like, what was the point of all of that? And what information did they gain? See, that's the thing. Not a lot of people... We haven't... They Obviously, they have some documents that are declassified. But a lot of the files were destroyed. It, so, this is, this is how it came to an end. Just to give you an idea of where we're at. Yeah. Um, Project MKUltra was first brought to public attention in 1975. This is after it's already been over. Mm. No one knew about any of this happening. Two years after it was, like, officially done, 1973, in 1975, the Church Committee of the U.S. Congress 
shout out to the good old church, always trying to bring light to things, and a Gerald Ford commission to investigate CIA activities within the U.S. brought it to an end. Investigative efforts were hampered by the fact that CIA director Richard Helms ordered all MKUltra files destroyed in 1973. He wanted all of them gone. The Church Committee and the Rockefeller Commission investigations relied on the sworn testimony of direct participants and on the relatively small number of documents that survived Helm's destruction order. So what was in all of those files that he felt was so necessary to destroy? Telekinesis, bro. And teleportation. They're on to us and I'm on to them. Mark my words. <laughs> That's where you're going with this? Yeah. I was more thinking like torturing human beings and like... Getting sent to prison for that? Hella kinesis. I'm onto them. They're not onto me. Onto you for what? I don't know. Do you have telekinesis? Listen, the government do crazy, <laughs> crazy shit. Like, we don't know what they're doing wherever they are in Area 55. There's probably an Area 56 and Area 57. We don't even know where they are. They're probably on a moon base somewhere. <gasps> All I'm saying is. <coughs> Uh, there you go. They're coming for you. They're coming for me. And they're coming for everyone. What I'm saying is, is that they're probably light years ahead in technology. Like, I watched a documentary recently about aliens, given it was pretty nuts. <laughs> and given that the guy talking, like, presenting the documentary was a nutter. Uh... But there were some interesting points that came out, which is stuff like, you know, we have no idea what the government are up to, and the government supposedly are doing things that, which could, like, radically change the world, but they're doing, like, tests, and they're, like... Doing it secretively. Doing it secretively, Which yeah. I understand. I understand doing things so that you don't scare the general population. Yeah. Like, even yesterday, we were looking... Um, I was on set, and one of our ADs or someone, I can't remember who it was, actually. No, Brad. Brad, this guy on set, was telling um, me that Anonymous, the hacker group, mm. said that NASA had documents that showed that there were aliens. Right, I heard about Intelligent this. life, and that they were coming towards us. That they were coming. And they were rocky. Didn't they say like, they were rocky beings or something? Did they say rocky beings? Yeah. I'm obsessed with this. I'm very scared of aliens. I'm scared because I feel like we are dumb little apes that a rocky person could probably destroy pretty easily. But it would change the very fabric of society if we found out that there were aliens. People would kill themselves. People would go into hysterics. People would build bunkers. It would be like the end of the world was happening. People would be so overjoyed. People would be like, take me with you. You know, like, society would collapse for a second because there were aliens. Don't you think? Yeah, it would be this, like, even if we knew aliens existed... Say, for example, we knew there was, like, an alien federation or something. And, and there was, we like, weren't a part of it. Part of it. There was, like, <laughs> hundreds of planets involved. And it was just, like, this crazy thing. The world would, like, just go to shit, wouldn't it? Well, then now here's the reverse of that, which I've also heard, is that the world wouldn't go to shit. It would bring everyone together. So everyone who has an issue with each other in the world economy on Earth would suddenly realize, like, oh, shit. We're a drop in a much bigger bucket. Why are we all fighting with each other when now we have this intergalactic federation that we're, we're going to have to, like, negotiate with and all this? Right. Like, all of us would have to suddenly be pro-Earth instead of, like, pro-United States or pro-Russia or pro-China or whatever, pro-UK. You would have to be pro-Earth or you would be a traitor to your planet 
which is crazy. And I'm I'm down for that. It's very Mass Effect. If you guys have ever played that game, it's very Mass Effect. Um, but this is interesting. So, <laughs> not to, to completely sidetrack, we're very excited about that. And that conspiracy theory, we're gonna have to talk about maybe next week because that's <laughs> awesome, and we should definitely go into that. But basically, um, in 1977, after all was said and done, a Freedom of Information Act request uncovered a cache of two, 20,000 documents relating to Project MK Ultra, which led to Senate hearings later that same year. And in July 2001, Damn. some surviving information regarding MK Ultra was declassified. So, like, what? <laughs> so, so this all starts in the 50s, and we only actually get physical documents that the public can see in the early 2000s. That's nearly 60 years later. It's because they're doing crazy shit. It's because they were doing shit that no it's one... because they're teleporting everywhere. It wasn't cool, guys. It wasn't Watch cool. Watch out. I'm going to teleport behind you. Ugh. So basically it says that, yeah, it was to develop mind-controlling drugs to use against the Soviet bloc, largely in response to alleged Soviet, Chinese, and North Korea use of mind-control techniques on U.S. prisoners of war in Korea. So they saw that they were trying to use, like, manipulations in Korea during the Korean War, and they were like, well, we're going to do the same thing then, bro. Bring us your prisoners of war, because we're going to mess with them, except it's going to be our own citizens. I wonder if, like, that mind-control thing, like actually works was like conclusive because you know they say like there's like these the crazy like conspiracy theories that like obviously the guy that killed jfk mm-hmm. there's conspiracy theories that he's put up to it yeah it was the government that why have i blanked on his name that's terrible uh i want to say george orwell but it's um <laughs> definitely not george orwell it... <laughs> all this, he relates to all this um that's true he's very much involved with this yeah i know who you're talking about i just can't remember his name right now can I tell you one more thing that's interesting? Yeah. The CIA was also interested in being able to manipulate foreign leaders with such techniques and would later invent several schemes to drug Fidel Castro. So they weren't... Like, we always talk about... Like, right now, the big news has been, oh, Russia's been tapping into the election stuff, which mm. is obviously terrifying for a U.S. citizen to think that a foreign country could completely manipulate your political system. That's scary, especially when you live in a democracy where everyone's supposed to have the freedom to vote, to think that there could be other people manipulating you or whatever. It's like, no, but this stuff has been going on for 50 years. Yeah, it's nuts. 70 years now. And the fact that we, we tried to drug Fidel Castro multiple times. We tried to get rid of a dictator by mind controlling him. They also, yeah, and then they also tried to create a truth drug, which was like a combination of like meth, LSD, and polyjuice potion, and, and polyjuice potion. But they they basically like drugged like Soviet spies. So if they caught one, they'd bring him in and dose him with LSD and see if they could get truth out of him. And it's like, homie, you're gonna get some weird shit if you just dose people with LSD left and right. It's not going to be a pleasant experience. Fidel's just, like, kicking it in his big office. He's like, like, why do I feel so high right he's now? He's like, what is happening? <laughs> wow. Why am I so thirsty? <laughs> like, I don't get this. Are we saying that they just, like, like Snuck shot in. marijuana hey, yeah. directly into his neck? Or LSD into oh. his neck. Are you thirsty on LSD? I don't no, know. I think I you're thirsty on any drug. Oh, that's it's true. Just what I'm assuming. I've never really, like... I, I feel like marijuana is a much more, like, liberal, liberally used drug, so I know more about it. But LSD, I'm, like, less... I know less about it. <laughs> is Molly the thing that makes you really thirsty? I'm telling you, it all makes, makes you, you thirsty. Makes you thirsty. That's the key point. Yeah. <gasps> the government wants you to drink the water. 
And it's Lee Harvey Oswald, BTW. Oh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Cool. That's the, that's the guy. I'm glad that you can prove. That's the big, the big guy. The guy. We, we should definitely know about. Oh, gosh. So, some historians have asserted that creating a Mancurian candidate subject through mind control techniques was a goal of MKUltra and related CIA projects. Alfred McCoy has claimed that the CIA attempted to focus media attention on these sorts of ridiculous programs so that the public would not look at the primary goal of the research, which was developing effective methods of torture and interrogation. Wow. Yeah, this is like some weird Illuminati type thing. Like controlling... Yeah, this is the government deciding that they're going to fuck with people to try to get information out of them because like okay so these are some of the substances and like what they wanted to be able to get out of the substances this is a list um from a document from 1955 this is an official list substances which increase the efficiency of mentation and perception materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol Materials which will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage and loss of memory. They were trying to get, like, physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc. Substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. These are just, like, lists of things that they were trying to create. And this isn't America. This isn't some third world country <laughs> that's just, like, shoving needles in people. This is America in the 50s. This supposed to be, like, a golden era. Honey, if you thought there was ever a golden era in America, MK Ultra got you beat. Because that's gross. What was that? That whole thing you just did. It was a rant. Okay. It's the after effects of RuPaul's Drag Race from last week. <laughs> I'm just still so shook. So, if there's one thing we've learned today, is that the government are doing crazy shit. They're doing crazy shit right now. Yeah. Right now, as you're listening to this, crazy shit's happening. They're, probably. There are probably aliens everywhere. They're probably hanging with some aliens having a few drinks, teleporting anywhere they want, mm. and flying. Because they can probably just fly. Wouldn't surprise me. Just fly. Just they would keep that to themselves, wouldn't off. they? Yeah. The one thing we really want to fly, they've probably got it. Yeah. They probably also have the cure to cancer. Wouldn't surprise me. They probably have the cure to... Everything. Aging. Aging. Yeah. They were trying to figure that out. MK Ultra In the Can 50s, you? they were trying they to figure that out. They teleport, fly, and they don't age. There's probably the guy from the 50s there. But he's, like, really good looking. He's like, hey, can I buy you a drink? So he's Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Okay. He's like a 50s Ryan Gosling. Or a 50s Chris Pine. Whoa. And he's just hanging out in a 50s uniform. He's like, I've been here for 70 years now. I'm into that. That's hot. That's like the version of Twilight that I would actually enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. Like a vampire, but... Doesn't shine, though, like... No. I don't really care about the diamond thought process. Did you see that video of Robert Pattinson on Twitter? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. He's like the one actor that absolutely hated a role more than anything, but made so much money from it. But that's it for MK Ultra. If you have any more questions about MK Ultra, feel free to send them to our email, crashmycouchshow at gmail.com, or call us and uh, leave us a voicemail about all the crazy shit that you want to hear about on Conspiracy Camp. It's, I think it's my favorite segment. I love talking about conspiracies. But next up, we're going to talk about The Weekly Idiot. The Weekly Idiot. Yes. Well, sort of. It's kind of of opinion whether or not this person is the weekly idiot. It's more like anytime I see someone paying like insane amounts of money for something that I feel like isn't worth it, I'm like, well, what are you doing? And so that's why anytime I see someone being like, 
someone just bought a $23 million Picasso painting. Yeah. I'm like, you're dumb. Yeah. And why? And also give that to poor people. Why are you spending $23 million? Anyways, so moving on. That's my rant about um, the oligarchy. Let's get into... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the weekly idiot. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So, um... Sorry if they're like uh, a little bit of a noise. Our fridge is doing something crazy. Yeah, our fridge decided to just give birth this morning. So, me and Arden are having having some words about this. I wouldn't say words. It's more like I. You are a very. You have said multiple times. I am one of those people where if I had enough money, I would be a collector. Like you love the idea of having collections of things, like a wall filled with several hats. Of a brand, what or something? A bunch How of dolls, a bunch of like weird like action seven, toys. Just like several hats, just, just like a couple hats and like a couple like weird looking Spider Man from the fifties. Like kind of Spider Man, yeah, just a bunch of Spider Man. Um, yeah, you would do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I've been of the mentality that like if I had tons of monies and I was like a successful person, yes, I would have like a little collection for sure. But vast majority of my money would go to yachts, obviously. So that's our difference of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Me talking about how like wealthy people need to give their money to the poor. So, Me talking about a super yacht. <laughs> this comes from uh, an article I read this week, which is that there was an auction um, for Disney memorabilia from the last fifty years. So I'm talking from like the fifties all the way to like I would guess the early two thousands maybe. And it's from it's basically all Disneyland themed, I think. Mm. So uh, it's all the Disneyland merch from the last fifty years. And some of it is, you know, priceless stuff. Like, this stuff is, like, it, they, like it was one of a kind. You're never going to ever see it. Mm. And so this auction was, like, a really big deal. And, like, crazy things were being bought. Like, I saw a poster, which was, like, this really cool Haunted Mansion poster. Like, so when the Haunted Mansion opened in the 50s, I think they were giving out free ice cream cones. And the slogan was, like, I scream for ice cream. So you got, like, a free cone if you were on this ride. That's cute. When um, it first opened. Yeah. Right. It would have been so cool. I bet it would have been so weird and animatronic, the mm, whole thing. Mm. But really, like, cute. And so they had this amazing poster. Um, it's, like, a really beautiful poster, which is, like, ice cream for ice cream. Like, now open the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. So this is a promo poster, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it probably was hand-painted if it was in the 50s. It was It was really, really... I think it was silk-screened. Silk? Wow. Yeah. Pretty. So it's really beautiful. Um, but that went, literally, this, like, poster went for, like, $8,000. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, well that's not happening. Okay. Uh, other things include, like, um, tickets from, like, the first week of opening. Like, that's super cool. old Disneyland tickets. There were, like, figurines or dolls. All this crazy stuff. There were, like, um, old, like, you know, the fold-out brochures and maps, which you mm. fold out. It's, so, like, the proper old ones, which would actually be really cool if you could, like, I would love to have something like that. Um, but the big thing, which is... Uh, the big thing which stirred out some controversy... Which, by the way, what website is this on? So people can go uh, to this article? So this is on uh, Gizmodo. Of course. But it's everywhere on Google at the moment. Okay. It's, like, a big story. Okay. Is that, apparently, when Walt Disney was trying to get funding for Disneyland... He made a huge drawing of Disneyland Park. So he like drew the whole map intricately before it had been built. 
<clears throat> so he drew you know, like Tomorrowland, the big castle. He like hand painted it on this massive sheet of paper. And so what you get is this like really cool hand drawn map from the fifties by Walt Disney. Okay. Anyway, the auction had this very hand drawn map. And if you guys want to look it up, it looks insane. It looks beautiful. It's so, so cool. It's like brown and tattered, but you get the whole Disneyland feel. And it's kind of remarkable, really, because it... Shows you how talented Walt Disney is. It shows you how talented he is, and it also shows you uh, just how uh, true to the vision the park is now. Like, it looks identical to what he was drawing, which is this kind of mayhem park of different... It's actually kind of like, it blows my mind, and I'm getting off on a tangent, but it blows my mind that someone could be this creative and, like, have this as a thought and then execute it into reality so accurately. Yeah. Like, it makes me so sad that Walt Disney's gone, because he seems like, even if he had some interesting, sorted, you know, problems, issues, social issues, I don't know, um, he was a genius, like, and a creative artist. Totally. Like, totally. it's amazing to think that he did all of this. So, anyways, the reason why it's causing controversy is because the map sold for $708,000. Oh my god. If there wasn't a microphone in front of me, I would have done a spit take just then. Which... That's insane. ...is pretty crazy. Oh, this is this is why I wanted to say it was the Weekly Idiot, because would you pay $780,000 for a map of Disneyland? No, but I would say that the thing he bought is, like, a priceless piece of art. I do agree. I think it's, like, going to be... If it's well-maintained, that's going to be one of, like, the big things in 100 years, which people look back on and go, wow, like, that is... Insane. That is incredible. Then I guess I can't really call him the Weekly Idiot, because, to be honest, I appreciate this more than I appreciate most artwork. Like, if I saw a painting in the Louvre that I was like, okay, it's one of those ones that's just, maybe not the Louvre, maybe the MoMA, where it's just a block of red, yeah, and that's selling for $3 million, I'm like, do I want that, or do I want a piece of history, hand-drawn by Walt Disney himself? Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, this feels undersold. <laughs> no, compared to, like, what most art galleries sell stuff for. Yeah, of course. You know, you look at, like, um, you look at any modern-day artwork, and they go for, what, like, millions and millions. Yeah, it's like, just, it's like trading money. Like, like Damien Hirst stuff, like, millions. It's and like, Damien Hirst isn't even making his own and stuff. And it's like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather have that? Like, this huge... Piece of history. It's massive, by the way, guys. Like, this piece, huge. this, like, drawing he's done with, like, intricate colors and paint is literally, like, I want to say, I, I can't estimate how big it is, but from the picture... She's a big girl. It would feel like a whole wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's like, you know, what do you pay for art? Is that a reasonable price? I think probably it is, because it is it is priceless. Priceless, yeah. In, in a way. Um, totally. I think it's beautiful. I mean, like, I'm... At first, when I heard this, I was like, "Dude, why? Why do people spend so much money on stuff that doesn't matter?" But like, to preserve history, I understand why you would buy this. Yeah. To like keep this safe, I would buy it. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have that money, but <laughs> if I did, that's crazy though. For someone who's been like a huge Disney fan, is this the guy who bought it? No, no, no. the guy who bought it was like anonymous. Of course. You just wake up one morning and it's in our living room, like. Oh, so 
I did something. And I would be like, cool, so we're selling it again. Because <laughs> if you had a secret $800,000 to spend, we're going to get that back. Yeah. Thank you. And buy ourselves a yacht. <laughs> oh, remember that yacht I was talking about earlier? <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> or a jet. A jet. Yeah. Sorry, we're <laughs> segueing off of something beautiful. So, yeah, I just thought that was uh, pretty cool. Kind of interesting. It's worth looking at, guys, if you're if you're into that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, um, it's pretty pretty incredible, really. Pretty dope. And on that note, I think i got to start heading to set. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. And um, we will see you guys next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. We did a little update. Did a little bit of that mind control stuff. We dabbled in everything this week. We yep. did mind control. Mm-hmm. We did... More treasure hunting stuff. More treasure hunting. We're getting like deeper and deeper into like conspiracy theories and like crazy like eight year old man topics. Yeah, and if if you guys have any topic ideas as well as uh, stories which already fit into categories, yeah, uh, then let us know. Yeah, we're always trying to find new things for sure. And we'll shout you guys out if you tweet us or whatever. Um, if we end up using your idea, for sure we'll shout you guys out because that's dope, and we always appreciate new ideas. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Crash on my couch would not be crash on my couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer, Tim street, my manager, Byron Ashley, producer, Emma Kikuchi, and our editor, Jason Perrier. And for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you guys.